two, two three, three, four, 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 five, 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 Let's read. Let's try that again. Sync it up, I guess. The reason you want to count to everybody count count to three right now. All right. One, two, two, three. All right. Now, after Hamilton's interrupted, welcome back to Market City Music after that short commercial break. I'm Jordan. I'm Hammy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Victor. Um, Thanks for that, Hammy. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan cut out for a second. Or maybe just my uh, Discord did. Yeah, your internet. Yeah. It's that um, New York internet. Maybe. Everybody, you know what they say about it. It uh, gets chewed up by rats. So. Oh, is that actually a thing? It is actually mm-hmm. kind of a thing, but no, it's not a legitimate problem. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't had actual serious <laughs> internet problems, but they are yeah. uh, digging up um, wire around my neighborhood, so... I didn't know. Yeah, rats chewing wire in general is a problem, though. Okay. I saw the biggest rat of my life this week, by the way. Where at? At your house? No, it was um, running around on the sidewalk in uh, downtown. It was like the size of my head. Downtown insane. what, Jordan? When you I might have listeners not from North Carolina. Uh, Charlotte. <laughs> Thank you. When I went yeah. to New York for the first time, I remember seeing like four giant rats eating some crabs that were thrown outside of a Chinese restaurant. Dope. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Yeah. Have, Hammy, have you had one in your toilet? No. <laughs> I don't even have cockroaches. Have you seen the video of that? Huh? The video of like the rats coming up through people's toilets? I have not heard of that or seen that. It's no. horrifying. That horrifying. sounds really horrible, but no, uh, we don't. Yeah. Apparently, it happens problem, like so. twenty times a year. Okay, <laughs> what would be yeah. worse? Have you got an alligator? I was gonna say, don't come alligators come through the toilets in Florida? No, I thought that was a New York thing. There's alligators. There's, alligators no, alligators in the there's sewer, not Tom. alligator. They're cold blooded. Where are they gonna live? In the sewer. Well, in everybody sewer? else in New York's already cold blooded. Heyo, what's that? <laughs> Wait, what's what, isn't that like a isn't that like a like a like a wise tale thing, dude? I don't yeah, think I remember so. I never heard of that. I'm pretty sure the Hudson's probably too cold for alligators no, in the Ninja summer. Ninja Turtles. It's not okay. Ninja Turtles. It's not an old wise tale. It's just a show. Hey, Godzilla lived in the sewers in New York City. Got uh okay in the what the was he's that, a reptile. He's cold blooded. Yeah, he was an iguana. He's cold blooded. That was also a horrible movie too. Yes, Godzilla, but where he's historically York. accurate about alligators. Oh, okay. So alligators in the sewers are a real thing in the 1920s and 30s caused hey. by people who were keeping them as pets. And then when they would get big, they just let them go. What the hell? Okay. So, there, so there I were was some not the, wrong. There were some <laughs> in the sewers. Hilarious. Okay. In New York City sewers. Yeah. they. Um, the city had to rescue several alligators per year. For like a so. decade or something? For like a decade. That's crazy. It's pretty damn um, funny. And then it built up after the 1930s as like a contemporary legend. So. Wow. Don't. But, yeah. So yeah. I was. I was right. Okay. A, yeah. That was, was a thing. thing. That was a thing. All right. I'll give you that. But there man, we go. I don't even live in New York. Not in the 1920s. You don't know. Yeah, I could be a vampire. <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, music news, guys. 
Yeah, uh, let me open the show notes and let's see what we got in the music news today. Um, I got one pulled up right now. Yeah, I Go got I it. got three pulled uh, up. Whatever. Newgrounds Revival was inducted into the Bluegrass Hall of Fame. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, oh awesome! Just now, that's so, about time. Yeah, it is about time. I mean, they were kind of contentious in Bluegrass, so I guess it's not really about time. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't like them for a very long time. But yeah, um, October 3rd. I mean, it was a second ago, but yeah. Well, I guess people didn't like them for a long time, but every single band member is pretty highly revered in the bluegrass scene now for a while, right? For like a few decades? Yeah, a few decades. They were active in like, well, the famous lineup was act- active from like 81 to 89. Mm-hmm. So, and the first time... Well, I meant their individual the careers. members were inducted at all. Okay. I, wait, say that one more time. It was the first time any of the members had been inducted at all. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's even more surprising, actually. Hmm. Yeah, even though all of them have been, like, one album of the year from the IBMA, like, multiple occasions. But Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah, I think of... <laughs> Uh, the ones that have active careers now as just the faces of bluegrass in a lot of ways like not even yeah. as bluegrass as newgrass revival but um as like sam bush and as bela fleck oh yeah i mean they were a very influential band the grateful dead hootie and the blowfish fish amy lou harris garth brooks all of them list them as like an influence hmm. yeah and speaking in uh, surprising news as well, um, System of a Down released two new singles uh, this month. And honest, and it's the first music they have released as a band in 15 years, which was pretty crazy. I listened to them. They're pretty good. Um, they basically released them uh, as a protest to what's going on in Armenia. Um, fun fact, I had no idea that all of them are actually from Armenia. I knew they were some sort they were from that region but didn't know that. And pretty interesting music. They're yeah, from Armenia? Listen. Is that what you said? Yeah, they're all Armenian. Oh. I didn't realize that. Um I've listened to anything from System of a Down since Toxicity, to be completely honest. Uh but it's kinda cool to see their new music. I haven't got a chance to listen to it. Someone at work told me about it. But I'll have to I'll have to give that a listen. Yeah, yeah I heard about it but I haven't listened to it yet either. It sounds just like their old stuff. Like, there's nothing, like, super crazy about it. I think it's just the not the fact that they haven't released anything as a band in so long. Yeah, the specific Yeah, when was commentary. their last album? Like, 2005. And then another bit of surprising news. Uh, a court in Germany deemed techno music as uh, actual music, which helps out nightclubs right now. So, nightclubs in Germany were paying... 19% on um tickets 19% of tax on ticket sales and now because they are considered music they're uh they only pay 7% now so that helps out a lot of the nightclub scene so a lot of traditional music venues uh were paying less in taxes interesting okay wait how does that help the nightclub well they it, have to pay more taxes they pay less taxes on ticket on ticket sales now oh when it's live music because yeah, so, before it was uh, considered some other sort of higher taxed entertainment. Yeah. So basically, what it was, the what the court said was, a lot of these DJs that they got coming in are 
playing their own music. They're not just playing music of other artists. So they should be considered, they, they are considered uh, music creators and should, and like their and nightclubs should be considered as traditional music venues. Okay, oh, I'm okay. good with that. I was just wondering about the whole, like they pay less, they pay more taxes if they are just, like does a club pay more taxes if they're just playing a CD or whatever? Yeah, basically. From what I understood from the two articles I read, that's basically what what's going on. Okay, yeah, it just sounds like a weird situation. Yeah. I can't segue out of that one, but in better Run news, the Jewels new song, uh, and it's also from the most hyped game of the decade. Is the uh, soundtrack going to get delayed? God, I yeah. Hope did the not. song come out just before the game? Uh, yeah, but Run the Jewels is releasing. They release new stuff constantly, so it's not shocking that they like found some way to get a deal to release this early. I feel like they're making music all the time. I don't know. It seems like every year they're coming out with a new album. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's super cool. I'm really pumped for Cyberpunk, and the song was good. So for uh, whenever that game comes out, uh, yeah, when it comes out, in inevitably in twenty. Yeah, yeah I was gonna in say in twenty seventy seven. Yeah, is this is the <laughs> game gonna come out by the time this episode comes out? That's the the real question. Man, who knows? Because I honestly am thinking this is going to turn into a Star Citizen situation where I'm going to get really pumped about a game and it's just never going to come out. I like, don't I, think it's going to be that. I Look, man, it's it's been delayed three times now. They're just trying to get it prepped, man. Okay. All right. We'll see. It's we'll a... see. Come. We'll see. Come December tenth. Yeah. If it'll actually be released or not. I'm uh, not saying it's coming out December tenth. New... I'm just saying it will eventually come out as a full game. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. That's what that, they said that about Star Citizen too. Um. And they raised more money for Star Citizen. Was that a reliable studio? Uh. I don't think so. Okay. I think they were just a. <laughs> that was like a. Um kickstarter that went wild okay yeah this um, well this is not a kickstarter so any, i know any CD game Project that's a kickstarter, is not a kickstarter yeah. trust me i understand okay but yeah. at the same time yeah yeah this uh, is yeah this is like this is like the assassin's creed delays or uh whatever whatever game had big delays mm, except assassin's mm, creed very rarely gets delayed i think i'm thinking of a different game assassin's creed was one they that probably should have been delayed like, and then had a bunch of bugs Oh, yeah. Uh, I was a Assassin's Creed Unity, that one that was super buggy when it came out. Yeah. There was a game of like five years ago when I was uh, kind of kept up with it. Can't remember now, but some game I remember had like a ton of delays. It was delayed like half a year. That was supposed to be a big game. It was a AAA game. Duke I mean, Nukem Forever? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't nope. think it was that. <laughs> Not Duke Nukem. I think it was a no. proper people cared about wanted game. People wanted Duke Nukem Forever. Not, Let's be real. not as widely. That but was they wanted game. it like 15 years before it came out. That's true. Speaking of music, since we're a music podcast, um, we've got a couple new releases. Uh, so one of uh, my favorite new bands, Equipment from Ohio, released a new EP this week called All You Admire. Super good. Definitely recommend you guys check it out if you're into the new diy emo sound uh they're more towards the pop punky end of that spectrum so if you're into that i would definitely give that a give that a try and then for all you country fans out there we got a new chris stapleton album starting over it was just released uh this past friday so 
it's super good also if you guys want to give that a listen also uh Definitely 303 came out with a new song what i've been seeing it i saw it on a tiktok and i saw them they have a tiktok now and they were talking about it man another band i had completely forgot about oh it's featuring 100 gex or whatever the hell that is get out of here oh yeah okay they're just they're just riding the <laughs> coattails of that get they're not doing anything because they're always uh yeah people are remixing their stuff fallout boy came back to do a remix of a 100 gex song as well but fallout boy has been around for the past decade 303 hasn't oh, okay i guess okay apparently they've released it they released an album 2016 which i was not aware of but yeah. no one was listening to it um but yeah, I, I mean, this new song is featuring 100 Gex, Sammy. It's not a remix. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah they did a whole still... remix album, though. That was like, uh, so many people were writing on, in on that. Yeah. I mean, well, let's be real. This whole like hyperpop scene is definitely reminiscent of the 303 Metro Station, like Breathe Carolina stuff at the time. It makes sense that they went together. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in some, uh, presidential news, um, there's a new documentary about Jimmy Carter, (laughs) but it's actually really cool. Um, it's, uh, called Jimmy Carter, rock and roll president. And apparently he was like good friends with Willie Nelson and the Alma brothers and Bob Dylan, like before and during his presidency. Oh, okay. Okay. That's and, really cool. Like the tagline of the documentary is if it hadn't been for a bottle of scotch and a late night visit from Greg Allman, Jimmy Carter might have never been elected uh the <laughs> president of the United States. That's so fun. did you say All that's right. already it is, out? It is a it just came out and it is available to view on demand with the festival. Until November 30th. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then I think, because the festival's online or whatever, and it's 8.50 to, like, do the online festival, film festival thing. After that, it'll probably get a different sort of release. So, yeah. Okay. Which film festival okay. is that again? Interesting. FHFF. Okay. Does it talk about how, wait, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer and like read a little interview with the director. Okay. Um, but I'm. It's on my list right now to watch. I, was gonna, I have a feeling we might watch that on a Thursday at some point. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna ask if they talked about how his campaign had a lot to do with him being a peanut farmer. So they put his face on peanuts. I don't know if it talks like a about mascot. That. Okay. Yeah, I thought that's something interesting. Speaking of yeah. uh, uh, elections and stuff. I was uh, really disappointed with both sides uh, when talking about this post-election stuff. Not to get too political, but there's a lot of sexism from Republicans and Democrats. Um, everybody, both of them, talking about the mail-in votes. Uh, I didn't hear anyone talk about the female-in votes. So, just saying. Jesus. Come on, Hamilton. Hamilton. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Good. Thanks. Uh, so we want to segue on to the actual record that hammy chose wait is that all the news yeah there's like no more news i'm pretty sure oh spotify to buy podcasters and company megaphone 
for a lot of money for $235 million. What company are they buying? Uh, Megaphone. <laughs> it's called Megaphone, apparently. I don't know who put this on the... I put it up there. So I heard about it earlier this week, and I did a little deep diving. Um, Philip DeFranco talked about it, too. And so basically, a lot of people are speculating now that Spotify is buying up some podcast hosting websites that they might release their own podcasting streaming app that's going to be separated by another paywall oh oh that sounds horrible that's that's gross i already don't like that podcasts and spotify are together just because i want something just to remain a free and open protocol Mm -hmm. you know but ugh, ugh, that's gross yeah throw back to when pandora was the uh the king of that they were never the king of podcasts. Oh, sorry, not podcasts, but just the free music. What? No, no, I mean like RSS. I don't think Pandora I was want... ever the free yeah. the king of free music either. As far as the uh, websites, what what else was around that was like free websites for music at the time? Napster. Yeah, all of say. them. Oh, okay. The Pirate LimeWire. Lime Okay, Lime like that's not a I'm talking about legal stuff. They still okay, YouTube to MP3 later. Yeah, Pandora is probably though. still the king of internet radio, though. Mm, I don't know. Spotify might have taken it for free internet radio because they do free internet radio as well, and they're on. I mean, I feel like they're pretty. They're a lot more prominent than Pandora these days. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just remember when everyone used to use Pandora. When, as far as like using um, any type of radio that wasn't their car radio, for sure. everybody was like got their iPhone two out and was like hey guys you want to hear this, some music what genre do you want Let's, we can put on anything throw out pandora yeah pandora was is actually pretty yeah cool. yeah but all right so into the album yeah, yeah. all right uh, so yeah this album was is a uh, illinois sophie and steven's fifth studio album uh came out in 2005 got metacritic's best reviewed album of the year uh, Rolling Stones uh, top 50 albums and top 500 of the decade. Uh, one of our more highly acclaimed albums we've reviewed to this point. Definitely more than the last one. Uh, and the one before that. But uh, yeah, what did you guys think of it? I, man, you can hammer it, Tommy. I'm a little disappointed well, that he made Michigan, Illinois, and then there's no North Carolina. Oh, yes, yeah. dude. So, so there's a whole thing. <laughs> Hammy can probably explain this more. Yeah, but... I can go into it. I know what you're about to bring up. I mean, he. I, I read, I was reading the Wikipedia page about this, and apparently this was uh, the second in the in the possible series of 50-state project, yes. which would have been all of the, an album for every single state. Which would so, be really cool. Which would have been yeah. really cool. He recently clarified, because upon the release of Ascension, some people were kind of asking about it. Um, NPR did an interview with him, and he had said, yeah, that was kind of a joke, and people took it really seriously, and I didn't say anything about it for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. Pe- he just said that as an offhand thing, kind of, and people were just uh, threw it out there. I remember seeing news segments from 2005, and NPR segments from 2005, and they're really hyping up this 50 states project. And he's like, uh, no, this was a joke, guys. Yeah, I bet he also said it just to get people to stop asking him about it. Oh, yeah, I don't think that was 
ever supposed to be a full thing. It was more states that were significant to him. He might do more states, but I don't think he is ever planning on doing all 50. Yeah, just North Carolina, of course. There yeah, but is... never South Carolina. So, yeah, because it sucks. So one of the uh, the inspirations for this album, Carl Sandburg, who he references in the second lyrical song in the album, he actually moved from Chicago, Illinois, to Flat Rock, North Carolina, and lived there with his kids and grandkids until he died at like 89 years old uh, at his 246-acre estate. Yeah, Flat Rock. I feel like... Flat Rock in its entirety is only 246 acres. I actually looked it up. I think it was something <laughs> like, I can't remember how much, but it's 3.8 square miles. And then all of Flat Rock is something like 15 square miles or something like that. You can d- fact check that, but it's a very significant portion of Flat Rock. Wow. Huh. Cool. But I just wanted to say, Hammy, you're one of my best friends and I love you dearly. But the first album you chose for this podcast was a little bit of a doozy for me to listen to. Can I just say that this was so refreshing and nice and fun to listen to? This oh, no, album this was good was yeah, like totally shockingly agree. good to me, and was bringing back like memories of old bands that I used to listen to. Like it had like elements of stuff that was obviously influenced by this album. I think there's bands that I've listened to that I enjoyed and I thought were weird. And then I was like, man, listening to this record, all of what they did was influenced by this record. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to go back and think about that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people reference this album specifically talking about just people they admire and albums they admire. Yeah. Well, okay. So not to like branch off into a side discussion immediately, but there's this band called the Freelance Whales that I was really into in high school. And they were like a... They're for some reason really popular with like the like Christian crowd. I don't know if they were I don't think they were a Christian band. I think they were just a band that didn't have inappropriate lyrics at the time, so they were popular. Anyway, but they sound very similar to this like Baroque pop kind of deal, you know? And it, and it's cool. I, I had no idea that this was a genre because I just I, I had heard the freelance whales mentioned and listen to them forever and didn't know it was an entire genre to branch out into. So yeah. I'm kind of stoked to do more of a deep dive into this thing. Oh, no, you should do a deep dive. A lot of people said this is kind of the bookend for chamber pop, people were saying at the time. Okay. Yeah, they were saying this is like the quintessential chamber pop album. Yeah, because like, I don't know, I love the like bounciness and like the fun instrumentation and everything. And, and like his vocals really match everything and oh, it, yeah. i don't know there's yeah. a really complete over i don't, I don't want to say overproduced but definitely there's way too many instruments so for what it oh, should no, be i love the internet instruments and i really enjoyed did anybody else follow it on a map no 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 oh, dude i was oh, you're tracing because... the the locations on a map yeah oh of like from song to song where it went yeah 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 oh it's that's all cool i didn't think about stuff. that and um and then I when I was doing it I was like somebody else has had to do it and we'll put it in the show notes. Um, there's a there's a guy who did a map like a really nice map where it's got like the track lists and like all the stuff laid out on um a map 
of Illinois. Oh yeah, I see this. This is really cool looking. Yeah, and um, so and there's obviously a lot in Chicago, and but yeah, I I really like that, and I like maps. And um, one funny thing about this album this week. So for work, I had to get on a Zoom call, and my computer. I showed up to the Zoom call late. My computer thought to itself. I was listening to this album. Oh, <laughs> use that as your mic and just started playing this album on everyone's computer That's when hilarious. I logged in to oh this really intense meeting where somebody was basically getting a public flogging. Oh, wow. And then it just starts uh, playing this music. And uh, yeah. That's so. hilarious. I kind of... <laughs> I kind of did anyone be like, dude? I love Sufjan Stevens. No. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of half think expecting anyone to go there. hanging out in that meeting. Would... <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I I kind of wanted to piggyback off uh, what Tommy was saying about the vocals. I think the vocals were probably like one of my favorite parts about this album. Like especially on um, I think my favorite vocals on this. You guys can disagree with me, but I, I really like the vocals on uh, John Wayne Gacy Jr. That was probably that was one of my favorite songs off this album. It was just so interesting, and like his voice in that song is great. Oh yeah, that's a very emotional um, delivery on that one for sure. Like it, I, it I was... wish I had more time to spend with this album this week. I haven't. I, I I I'm gonna be completely honest. I've been very busy this week. I've only listened to it about three times, and I haven't been able to take like specific notes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, man, uh, what a album! Yeah, I like. I think I listened to it at least ten times in the last two weeks. Yeah. Oh, Tommy, r- wrapping back to uh, or looping back to where you said you thought it was a little overproduced. I do think that's funny because I don't know how much of uh, the production any of y'all looked into, but this was a bedroom production. Uh, he no, I wasn't saying overproduced. I was saying the instrumentation was over the top. Oh Not yeah, no, bad the instrumentation is like, over the top, and he way did over the top. Yeah, he did all the instruments and recording from mostly his bedroom, all the mixing and everything like that by himself. Wow. He did some stuff a little bit in a studio, and I, a lot of the choir stuff and horns were done in specific locations around. Uh, brooklyn and new york that he liked the acoustics of or whatever had significance to him yes i saw that on his wikipedia page about that and also that he used a lot of like lo-fi equipment as well Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah this i loved the instrumentation on this album that Um, was great it's a really good album it is long and yeah it's real long and there's a lot of long titles (laughs) So I found it really hard to, like, this week figure out what I liked and didn't like just because of how long it is and how yeah, much there is. That was, like, one of the things, like, at first when uh, we chose this album, I was just like, oh, no. Like, all these long titles. <laughs> I was like, Hamilton, you're – is this another situation again? No, I love a long title. I really do. I yeah. Think they're no, the long titles are fun. Um, But it is a long album, but I got to say I didn't – it didn't feel too long still. It didn't feel like he was self-indulging himself or whatever. I think it was the length it needed to be, even though it was no, an hour for and 14 sure. minutes. I mean, well, like, one thing I noticed with, the, like, the length of it, like, the first... I, like, kind of break down this album in, like, a half, like, with 
for me, like the halfway point would be, I don't know how to pronounce the word correctly, but it's the song right after Chicago. Like, I think that's a halfway point because then it kind of takes Pulaski a turn. Casimir Day? Yeah. Pulaski and it takes day? a turn yeah. for me. Um, Like, the first half is a lot slower. Like, it feels like it's like one whole album on its own. But then I do like how, like, the next half of the album is a lot quicker. There's a lot, sh- like, there are a lot of, like, short interludes and, like, in- um, instrumentals and stuff like that. Yeah, the yeah. second half does have a lot of rock kind of elements, too. It is a little more bouncy, fast-paced, upbeat, for the most part. Uh, there's definitely some downer, melancholy tracks in there, too. Oh, yeah, but, of course. Okay, I see what you're saying. But honestly, some of those mel- um, slower songs were probably some of my favorites on this album. You want to talk about your uh, favorite, least favorite song in a rating? Uh, I was going to get into more stuff if we wanted to. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's just forget let's Hamilton has nothing to say again. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure Hamilton has about an hour and a half of content. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to say every yeah. single thing about it, but <laughs> I could. I just think some of the songs are just so impactful as far as the lyrics. Stuff like uh, Chicago is like pretty simple, but feels really heartfelt in the delivery and lyrics. Uh, talking about, you know, how he he was from Detroit at the time, where he's talking about going to and from Chicago. You know, he's selling his clothes to take these trips to uh, yeah to fund these trips where he's going to the city he loves. And that's part of his idea of the American dream, which also New York is. He talks about that, too, where he recorded the album and lived up until very recently in Brooklyn. So and it kind of all ties it together, especially. Oh, yeah, it's just that songs like that. And then the other songs like Jacksonville, which talk about a (laughs) talk about a city that has a lot of controversial history. It was a major stop in the Underground Railroad. And possibly named after President Andrew Jackson, uh, who is known to be uh, racist. And then also possibly named after A.W. Jackson. And I looked into that and Wikipedia referenced this song uh, <laughs> when giving details about that. So Wikipedia wasn't very That's helpful hilarious. there. No, yeah, it was really funny. I was looking for inter- information on A.W. Jackson, the preacher, the black preacher who was mentioned. And yeah, I- <laughs> it didn't have any information. It said uh, locals will say that it could have been named after this guy, as mentioned on uh, Sophie and Stevens' Jacksonville from the Illinois album. <laughs> hmm. Have you? What's the deal with the alternate covers, Hammy? Oh, uh, yeah. So, which alternate covers are you specifically talking about? Okay, I've just seen two, and I've clicked around. The one with Superman, and then the so, one with the balloons. So, the one with Superman that was supposed to be the original one, mm-hmm. and DC Comics, after they had already printed the cover art, was like, "Hey, we're not okay with this, actually." So I don't know if he never got clearance from it or somebody told him it was okay or he thought he could just use Superman's image on the album cover or whatever. I don't know. But ultimately, DC was like, no, you can't do this, but didn't make them reprint anything. DC actually provided the stickers that covered up Superman, which I believe were the balloons. So the first run of, yeah, the first run of the release it was actually stickers just put straight up over it. It wasn't separate art printed. Okay. And then later it was separate art printed. Uh, and then also you might 
see you might have ran into uh the avalanche the other album that came out the year after where he's wearing uh a superman cape uh that was actually an album of extras so it's an hour and 15 minutes of extras from this album but a lot of that does include alternate takes alternate versions of songs as well Hmm. yeah because i just saw um, i'm reading right now there's like five different versions of chicago on like one uh ep that he released online gotcha cool yeah i was wondering about that because i noticed like when i would look the album up it'd be the superman but on streaming services it was always the balloons so yep that's the deal with that gotcha so uh who wants to jump into their favorite and least favorite okay um hammy you want to go first i'll hold off i want to hear what y'all think first so we can just let okay uh, forget well him i can go first I'll, I'll go first sure so my favorite track on the record i'm gonna shorten it because lord um the my favorite track is come on feel the illinois i had a great time with the song I, this song specifically reminded me of that band i mentioned earlier the freelance whales it had i think this is the kind of the like building block for the majority of their music and i i I apologize if that's like the wrong way to think about the album but it just connected this album to me really really like that song i liked that it like strung out that instrumental section at the end a lot it's not normally my kind of thing but i really really enjoyed that um my least favorite was one last woohoo for the pullman just because it was the shortest song on the record <laughs> I wanted I wanted to hear I just I like I know this album was long. It was super long, but I wanted to hear more. And and I I'm going to spend some more time with it uh, the, over these next like few weeks when I'm not uh working, you know, 50 55 hours a week. Um when I maybe can have a little bit of a break. But uh yeah, I'm going to try and listen give it a little bit more of a listen. But yeah, that was the only reason I didn't like it is just because it's the shortest one on the record. Um, and I'm going to give it a 10.5 out of 12 out of 12 beers. You won't. I really, that really half. enjoyed it. No, just so. So just the only reason I took a half a point off of it being nearly perfect, which would be 11 out of 12 beers uh, for anyone wondering, is just because it was so repetitive. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I still gave it a pretty high rating. But that that extra repetitiveness towards the end of the record where you get the like you're bringing up too many too many themes and I'm not saying it wasn't in a tactful way, but it was in a less i've I've heard repetitiveness done differently than I enjoyed more. I don't know how to explain that better yeah i I, I get um, what you're saying but but yeah, overall, really awesome record. I enjoyed the way it was recorded. I really love the sound, the instrumentation, the vocals were insane. I want to listen to more of what this guy has done. Um, I did let Spotify kind of roll over when I was in my car while I was listening to it. And it played a couple of his, I, I don't think they're newer or later. I don't know, but um, a couple of his different songs. And I really enjoyed that. So I'm going to have to dive more into what this guy's put out overall i really really enjoyed this one um i'm actually in like complete agreement with you about my favorite song choice would be come on feel the illinois like that song so when i first listened to the album the first two songs i was kind of like so so but that song really like opened up the album for me like I, i was like i wish this was the first song on this album but it was 
just great it it also brought back some memories for me too like some bands like um i know i think jordan knows who i'm talking about maybe ha- you you uh hammy and tommy do but um the collection i remember um their first ep when they released that and that mm, reminded yeah. me a lot of that and i went back and listened to that and um f- like it's hard for me to choose a least favorite song on this it was just so hard for me because like I, I like listened to the album again today to try to pick one out and I couldn't figure one out that I didn't like. I didn't want to skip any of these songs or anything. So I guess my choice for my least favorite song would just be the last one just cause it, it's an instrumental and I like, I would listen through most of it and probably spend most of the time finding another album to listen to afterwards. Um, but if I were, I, I think I'm going to give this uh, like a 4.75 out of five stars. Just a great album. Like this is, this was a really good choice on your list, Hamilton. Like, and um, I, my um, Molly was talking to me. I was telling her about this album that we were listening to. And I was like, Oh, it's this guy. And she was like, you've never heard of him. I've been listening to him for years. And I was like, Oh, did not know. This album is like the pinnacle of why I was excited to do this podcast because I'd never heard it and it blew me away. I really enjoyed this experience. My favorite song is um, The Man of Metropolis Steals Our Hearts. Really dug that song, especially like the choir stuff. I really was digging the choir stuff in this album. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's great. Tommy, me and you agree. I don't like one last woohoo for the pullman. <laughs> That's the Osley's favorite. That thing. Oh, for a different reason. Okay. Oh, okay. It annoyed me every single time that it happened. <laughs> when it just, went from song to song and it's just like three seconds. Yeah, that really annoyed it's me. Six seconds. It's six seconds and it's like, woo. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> at all i wish it could have just been cut out to be honest <laughs> or just included in the previous track too that would have been helpful as well but well not even i that. like the like, i like I the little know. sting it has as being its own track it's fun oh my yeah God. but um i'm giving it a 20 out of 22 um, all right yeah i really liked it i didn't listen to any of his other music on purpose because I didn't want to, like, uh, taint it in any way. But I'm going to be getting into that this coming week. I'm excited to do that. So I want to listen to Michigan. Okay, yeah, you should definitely mis- listen to Michigan. I also have a recommendation for, because you liked Man of Metropolis, you should also definitely listen to a song from his first studio album, A Sun Came, the song Super Sexy Woman, which is about Supergirl. Hey! And it's really funny so yeah. yeah for those in the audience who don't know my daughter's named after supergirl um so it's not a surprise i liked the superman song but yeah oh yeah of course <laughs> but <laughs> yeah right. for me man favorite song is such a tough one because i really do love come on feel the illinois that one's great and like victor had said uh it does feel like a song that should have kind of been opener but uh or were y'all saying uh Blackhawk. Oh no, I guess you meant come on field the noise. Yeah, should have been like an opener. I kind of feel that too. 
concerning the UFO sighting near Highlands is it's fine, but it feels like it could have fit a little lower down the list. Probably my biggest complaint with the album. But I really like that one. I really like Decatur. I love the instrumentation on that one so much and the vocals. Yeah, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago's... Huh? No, um, Decatur was going to be my choice like last week. It was my favorite song the first few times I listened to it, but then it changed as I was listening to it. Yeah, that one is such an earworm. I found myself just started like humming and singing that song sometimes. I was like, dang it, I got to put that song on again. Get it out of my head. I don't know why. That was just so good. Uh, Chicago is great, um, but I listened to this album so many times that that one just kind of is less impactful now because it's it doesn't it's not super super complex or long or interesting like some of the other ones were but it's still just super pure solid song casimir pulaski day is just one of my favorite sad melancholy songs to be pensive about of all time because it's about uh you know him having a high school or maybe middle school crush uh and then she gets bone cancer and they go to church together and you know they're praying over her and you know he puts his feelings out there and kisses her and all this stuff and he suffers that death and then fights with god and kind of has some resentment towards the pain god's putting him through with this uh that's just super powerful and that's his newest album has a lot of stuff like that in it, as well as um, so. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and recommend a couple albums that are like that. The Ascension, if you want his melancholy stuff, The Ascension, and then Carrie and Lowell, those two albums, really great. If you want just more of the singer songwriter stuff, the kind of folky feel, Michigan. Obviously, I'm assuming all y'all are gonna go listen to Michigan, and then also Seven Swans. That one's pretty lo-fi, but uh, it's his same type of songwriting it's just a little more stripped back so it's a little less produced also predatory wasp of the palisades that one talking about him having what i'm assuming is his first gay experience and there's a lot of debate actually between what the wasp represents in that song if it's homophobia because it's something that gets you when you weren't expecting and it hurts or if it's love it could just mean love like oh they got stung by love and they weren't expecting it that one's crazy too because he kind of has to think about that with his with his faith as well and i'm sure back in the 90s that that was a really hard thing for him i don't know if y'all were aware but yeah he is a considers himself a christian and like christianity topics of god is all through his music so yeah i was really noticing that in this album yeah Yeah, you'll notice a lot more on carrie and lowell if you listen to that one okay Gotcha. And he did the yeah. Call Me By Your Name soundtrack. He did do the Call Me By Your, By Your Name soundtrack. Yes. So Yeah. I recognized geez. him from that. Yeah. Like his voice so, pretty early on. And that that I mean that movie has a very similar plot to um the Predatory Wasp of the Palisades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not surprised that he he did the soundtrack there. Favorite song is probably just gonna have to be Decatur, because I it's a hard one to even stop listening to least favorite song i'm not really counting the uh the transitionary stuff uh so i'm probably gonna say uh night zombies that one just felt kind of like alt rock you know it didn't feel as unique as the other stuff so that one's gonna be my least favorite for sure also i do want to say my favorite transitionary track is riffs and variations on a single note um, I'm sure all those jazz greats would uh, love to 
be honored with that track. Yeah. And, and I'm giving this album a 9 out of 10. There you go. Well, cool deal. Yeah, this was a great one. Yeah, thank you, Hammy. Yeah, for really. For real, though. Like, this, good this shined... Uh, this this gave me like a really good spot to bounce off of to find some cool new stuff to listen to. Yeah. So, oh yeah, and Tommy, I know you like you've been getting into electronic stuff too. So, Age of Ads for you if you want to listen to this more electronic stuff. Age of Ads. Uh, S is pronounced actually Age of Odds, but it looks like it's Ads. Um, and then the Ascension, his newest album, that one's been very electronic. I, I listened to one song that came on after this album automatically on Spotify, and it was the video game song, and it was much more electronic. That one's a very electronic. I'm not crazy about that one, yeah. but uh, yeah, that whole album and then Age of Odds is all pretty electronic. Okay. Um, so those cool. are fun. I'll definitely. I'll definitely just kind of go through his um, discography at some point this week. Just kind of like get familiar with it. Yeah, I would definitely start with, yeah, y'all want to check out Michigan? I'd definitely check out that. Uh, Enjoy Your Rabbit, the one that came before that second album. That one's all experimental electronic music. Also, Jordan, uh, if you want some good uh, uh, avant-garde contemporary orchestra, uh, Run Rabbit Run is an orchestra composition of Enjoy Your Rabbit. So there's strings and stuff like that composed to make the same type of noise that glitch noises are making. So Oh, sweet. I, I believe at that time, or maybe a little later, he kind of went under the wing of Philip Glass, if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's very big with the contemporary uh, orchestra. contemporary classical yeah cool deal so what has everyone been listening to on the last two weeks man i had a busy week so i mainly listened to the flight tones because it's instrumental (laughs) i didn't listen to much i mean really this week man i feel like we have very different views of how our list or very different listening habits during a busy week because i listen to (laughs) uh like super all over the place music when i'm having a busy week i i I went from modest mouse to uh like hardcore so this is into a lot of like turnstile and backtrack which if you guys are into hardcore at all i'm sure you know who they are but please listen to them they're so good um both of those bands turnstile and backtrack uh back on my old stable uh the chariot so (laughs) i've been i've been borrowing a car uh my car is um out for the count right now but oh, the no. car i'm what borrowing happened to your car man uh so the transmission started overheating really bad um and then we looked into it and apparently all of the power steering issues that i thought i've been having were transmission problems so i've just been driving it on a messed up transmission for like nine months that sucks. so awesome i'm afraid to drive it without destroying it um so my plan is to drive it to a dealership and have them deal with it when i trade it in and then get a car um anyway but the car i've been borrowing has a cd player and no like other anything else so i got my high school cd because my car in high school only had a cd player as well so i have my old fake leather cd carrier thing like the like you know like the like the photo book 
but for CDs, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I found like one of my favorite records from the chariot, put it in there. And I've just been listening to that like all week back and forth to work. <laughs> so that's been super cool. And then this album got me back into the freelance whales. So I've been listening to their album, weather veins, which is super good. If you guys want more of this, like, I don't know how to describe these genres cause I'm not as well versed with them, but the Baroque pop chamber pop kind of deal. And then, uh, for some reason i've been listening to songs for the deaf by queens of the stone age at work while i'm putting stuff in boxes so uh but yeah that's what i've been listening to this week i've been a little bit everywhere too so um when i was reading his wiki about this album um said that um i think it said that chicago um like a lot of um critics were saying that it sounded uh like a lot like deaf cat for cutie so i've been listening to the albums they released in like 2003 and 2005 around that time also been listening to uh denzel curry's 2018 album taboo it's crazy good like i forgot how good that album was um when you guys were talking about him i think it was last time we recorded i just went back into to deep dive on his stuff like from his generation meaning mainly from like uh, the generation that was on like the 2016 double XL cover freshman class. Um, I think he was probably the most talented in terms of like his lyric delivery, his pat, his rhyme pattern stuff like that. Cause everyone else just sounded like each other. They just sound like that top forties listen on one Oh two point one um, stuff. And then um, also been listening to, Speaking of them, little Uzi Vert this uh, past two weeks as well. Cool. It's funny that you uh, talked about 102 jams because we are about to be on the 102 yams season coming up here soon. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. Uh, I love 102 jams. So good. One of our favorite, me and Hamilton's favorite Thanksgiving traditions is getting in our awful beat up cars and putting on the 102 jams station on thanksgiving because <laughs> they play this awesome sound bite where they just go 102 yams and then it plays a turkey gobble noise and it is the best thing yeah. i don't know why we think it's so funny but is it an air horn and a turkey gobble oh yeah there's gotta be air <laughs> horns i mean come on it's 102 jams fan i mean you know they're throwing stickers out of the studio out the window every second <laughs> and they're playing they're playing the turkey gobble noise they're probably throwing frozen turkeys out the back you know, they're just, I don't know. I love that radio station so much, even though they play not my favorite music all the time. But that 102 Yams is chef's kiss. It's so good. It's the perfect, the perfect, I, perfect thing. I actually saw them uh, host uh, Andrew's prom one time, and it was ridiculous. That's not shocking. They also apparently hosted one of our close friends' proms, um, so that's pretty funny. Amy said that they did, like, her prom. Huh. That's hilarious. Which is kind of shocking for the school she went to, but whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Still, it's kind of, it's pretty funny, though, to think about that, like, that radio station was doing so many local proms, and they were, I don't know, I feel like we thought they were bigger than they are anyway. Yeah, I always assumed when I was younger, they were just, like, the biggest thing, because I saw 102 Jam stickers on every other car in 
all the time. Yeah, it's like uh, Froggy 101 on The Office. You just see the stickers everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So for what tradition, you... uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about picking an album, but then Hammy will enter. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, are you skipping over? you skipping over Hammy I was waiting for you to do that, Jordan. I was like, let's yeah. see if, this, if, you, if you just like are aware of it happening or not. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah i was listening to the um the new adrian linker album songs that's the name of the album it's just songs because she also released an album called instrumentals which is just two tracks that are long instrumentals but it's cool she's a, a main singer from big thief i don't know if any of y'all are familiar with big thief but it's no. a, like a folk lo-fi folk indie group you know country americana influence in there these songs are mostly just guitar playing and acoustic guitar playing with some kind of complex uh picking but uh just some yeah strip back singer songwriter stuff talking about you know family and love and stuff like that so it's a really sweet album it's really low-key also i've been really loving i don't know if any of y'all are familiar with them uh but great grandpa tommy you might be I've heard that name mentioned so many times. Yeah. I don't know if I've listened to them or not. That sounds super familiar. Because I, I feel like they have to be a little influenced by Sleigh Bells. They're a little noise rocky, okay. a little pop punky, okay. a little emo. But I'd already listened to them a while ago, like back in like 2018 or something like that. But their 2019 album, I found in just, just like... It's called it's called um called Dark Waters or is that just my favorite song? It's called Dark Green Waters. Four of Arrows, huh? Four of Arrows. Yes, is the that's name it. Of the Four album of Arrows. Thinking of uh, that, I've been loving that album. Uh, I've been listening to that on repeat this week, so that's really good. I've also been listening to Carl Sandberg's uh, music, uh, the guy who was referenced in the title of Come On Feel the Illinois who he's talking about in part two, the ghost of Carl, because he was possibly the first American urban folk singer. He released his first folk kind of social commentary-esque album in 1927. Mm. So it was really interesting to see and hear that type of music uh, being in the style that you hear in the 1920s. So it was really interesting. And... The first song on that album, American Songbag, guess what it's about? Illinois. So, there you go. And then he talks about uh, death and, uh, like, family members uh, dying and how they died. Like, specific things. So, I see the influence there for Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, and uh, that was really interesting. So, if y'all are interested in that, check that out. All right. Well, are we ready to pick an album? Yeah, let's go. go for it. Let's do uh, it. It should be more painless this week than it has been in the past because I just made a Python script to do it. So, Nerd. Um, yeah, so. Is it just do it random or is it weighted in any way towards people who haven't had picks? No, I guess it would, nope, it's never going to be weighted towards me, guys. The joke is I'll never get an album picked. Yeah, or is the algorithm <laughs> weighted against Tommy? It's weighted against Tommy specifically. He will not get okay. picked until he's the last person. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to run it. Go. Oh, come on. I tested this like 15 times. 
<laughs> Did it not work? Oh, typo. Hold on. Oh my god. Debugging live, everyone. Yeah. Script air. Hammy, my Spotify shows that you're listening to Adrian Linker at this current moment. Really? Oh. I must yeah. have accidentally clicked it when I was uh just on Spotify. Hmm. Alright. Yeah. Fade into the dawn. Field medic. Of another Hamilton pick. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. It's another Hamilton yeah, pick. Yeah, it's another Hammy album. And I knew immediately who that was for. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did as soon as you heard the album. <laughs> what was it called again? Fade into, Fade into the, the dawn. dawn. Field medic. Hammy, if you could delete it off the Excel, that'd be great. Okay. Because I still haven't actually seen all the albums. I've managed to do this without seeing them. So, yeah. I'm kind of Which stoked for that? this one i like field medic a lot oh and cool. hammy okay. has a picture with them on instagram i do are they on amazon music i, I mean, don't know that's a good question god i hope so they're pretty big sometimes there's random albums that aren't on streaming i've noticed this one is definitely on amazon it's an hd though not an ultra hd ah uh. I mean, it's just uh, it's fine for the type of music he did. When he did a live show, uh, anything that wasn't the guitar or a harmonica was played through a boombox and a cassette tape. So, by the way, this album is only thirty minutes long. So this is the total opposite of the last one we listened okay. to. Yep. All right. Well, uh, before we leave, a quick message from our sponsor, uh, Zoom. It'll play your spotify music uh to everybody disclaimer not actually sponsored by zoom yeah but apparently we'll sponsored. do that all right uh well as we say at the end of every episode please stop picking hamilton's albums <laughs> make sure you invest into flood insurance uh victor that was a callback before we hit record no nah, i know <laughs> all right cool bye all right okay. see you guys see ya later